Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Vaughn Foy, The Voice Brander, and we are here on our Caregivers Care Jar podcast uh, with my wonderful and lovely co-host, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's like you always wait for that hello, hello part. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh, we're looking forward to an, uh, a wonderful episode. Um, and as always, we... We have a, a wonderful special guest. I am actually really um, intrigued to learn on this episode. And I'm going to have Miss Christy introduce our special guest for today. Um, go ahead, Christy. Well, I'm super excited because I've known Joan for quite a while now. We do some personal development classes together, which Vaughn, you introduced me to. So mm -hmm. I get to meet amazing people like Joan. And I can tell you, um, one of the things that I've been diving into the last, it was what, September through November, I believe. Um, we always talk about filling up our own cup and we as caregivers, we get to love on ourselves as well. And I dove into Joan's mindful forgiveness class and I got to do some self-forgiveness and boy, oh boy, has mm. it opened up doors for me and just releasing some hiccups that I had and some stories that I was telling about myself. So, Joan, honey, I'm going to hand it over to you, Miss Beautiful Joan Young, and tell us a little bit about Mindful Forgiveness. Sure. So, um, first of all, it was beautiful watching your journey, Christy. I've been with you for a while, Vaughn. Thank you for bringing Christy to my world in way of making the request and making me ask for her. So, Mindful Forgiveness is um, from Dr. Fred Luskin's book, Forgive for Good. So, that is how it was created. And what came about is there is this word forgiveness that we use a lot. We hear a lot, whether it be in church or from growing up, you know, you should forgive them. You should let, you know, they didn't mean it, you know, mm -hmm. but with that, we all were like, yeah, okay, I forgive you. Or I, I give you the benefit. But what we were missing is that in between part, right? It was, we were saying we were forgiving, but what we were doing is taking all, what we do is we take all of those emotions that are attached to that incident that made us hurt, made us feel pain, made us mad, angry, sad, whatever the feelings are attached. And we don't even acknowledge it. We go, let me throw that in my backpack mm. because I get to forgive because that's what good people do. So I get to just forgive you and I get to just not deal with my stuff, right? So that's usually how we go about the forgiveness path. Mm. What this process is, is working through the story and we call the story grievance stories, right? It's your grievance with people. Um, sometimes when we hear grievance, we think of loss, like losing somebody, but think of grievance of a loss of feeling, a loss of security, a loss of safety, um, something that has triggered us or caused some sort of trauma in us that it stuck with us, right? It could be something as simple, and that's why I love this process, as a bad day at work or a coworker at work that you're just not vibing with and something is happening or they're doing that maybe they don't even know that they're doing, right? And it's, you have a story about this. And with that story comes the ripple effects and the things that you're, that are taking place because you haven't dealt with the emotions or the hurt and pain. So the mindful forgiveness process, that's what we do is we work through that process. We talk about things. I know Christy's favorite thing. Some of Christy's favorite things were the citations. Um, oh yes. <laughs> we tend to write these rules out, right? Things like people shouldn't be late and people should be good parents. And 
you know, as caregivers, I shouldn't have to spend my whole life taking care of somebody, mm. you know, or I should because I'm the parent or I should because I'm the, uh, the son or the child or whatever it might be, right? And we should all over ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And we're, we have all these expectations, these unenforceable rules that we can't enforce. I would love that everybody in this world loves and is kind and doesn't speed and doesn't cut me off in traffic. But one, I'm not a police officer, so I can't write out these citations, but we write them out anyway. Hmm. And how we write them out is we, Christy did this to me. She didn't call me back when she said she was going to. People should call back when they say they're going to. And then my fine to her is, I'm not going to respond next time she calls me. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But because I have this emotion that I haven't, it resulted. So I don't know why I'm upset, right? And so I'm just mad. And so, you know, I'm just going to shut her off, right? Good old close the door, not going to deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. Put it in the backpack. What's happening is people who are around me, because I've been hurt by Christy and haven't dealt with it, now I'm distancing other people, right? Because I don't want to then have other people that may come around and hurt me too, right? So we have these ripples, that we don't even realize that we're rippling. So we have this exercise, Vaughn, where we write out citations, mm. right? Because these unenforceable rules, we think we have control of other people's actions or even what we should do and what we think we need to be doing. And we write out these rules and we look at that. And then what we do is we do a section on self-forgiveness. Now, the cool thing about this whole process is you can go through the whole process with you being the villain in your story. The grievance was about yourself. And I know from working with Christy that a lot of caregivers have this, right? Mm -hmm. This frustration that you have to take care of the other person, the time involves, right? And then you're like beating yourself up because I shouldn't be bad that I have to take care of them. I should do it out of love, right? This whole mm. story that we tell ourselves when we're caregivers that like our time is important, but their time is more important, right? It's this thing. And because we have shame, blame, and guilt around it, we don't even share it with people. We right. just bottle that up and shove it down. So part of what we do in the self-forgiveness is we talk about that self-attack voice that we use. Um, we actually verbalize it. Um, I have my participants like actually make the noises and talk in the voice that they hear mm. and so that they can share what it sounds like because two things one when we start saying out loud how we talk to ourselves, we recognize just how bad it is but it's really about playing detective taking a flashlight and shining down to those dark areas into that backpack so that we can start to feel like what's the underlying cause what is it really about me what usually shows up for me is wanting to belong Mm. or wanting to feel loved, right? Mm. And this is why we do the things that we do. Sometimes we do them good or bad. And then what happens afterwards, right? So the next, one of the um, next steps we do is positive intention. So we work on finding that desire, like I wanted to belong, so I put myself in this situation. Mm. Um, and we work on, yes, my intention was, to be loved. That's a great intention, right? It's positive. It's something we all want to do. My, my intention was to take care of my family member. And then what happened next didn't necessarily play out the way we wanted it to, mm -hmm. right? right? But that doesn't define our intention. 99.9% .9 of us didn't set out to hurt somebody's feelings or hurt our own feelings or have these thoughts, right? And then towards the end, what we do is we just rewrite that story um, from today moving forward. We don't try to rewrite it in the past because unless we all have time machines, we don't get to do that. So that's mindful forgiveness in a nutshell. Um, mm. Yeah. 
Wow. It's such a beautiful journey and it's so healing and it's so helpful because, you know, um, as we continue to care for our loved ones, even just in their, in their recovery or in their process, things differ and change, but we'll still hold on to that same feeling and we'll carry that through. Mm -hmm. So Mm. Yeah, I, I learned so much. It was I got so much valuable, valuable information out of it that I was like, I've got to share this with our learners because I know as a caregiver and I've been doing it for, you know, 29 years now. Um, I have told myself some pretty retarded stories mm. around, you know, things that just aren't true. And I really saw myself as um, a not so great parent to my older two children. And if you ask my older two children how I did as a parent, now that they're grown adults and a parent themselves, they're like, mom, considering what was on your plate, you did a heck of a job. <laughs> but I'm still choosing, I was still choosing to beat myself up. Mm -hmm. And so walking through this process really helped me let go of those negative stories that I was telling myself. And it really got, to, like she said, it really got me to change my story. Because there were so many things that I was like, no, I'm really sorry. I can't do that. My son's sick. Or, you know, I was kept telling myself, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. Because what if something happens to my son? Well, you know, I'm away from him. What's that going to make me look like as a parent? And I would just really had a lot of anxiety around looking like, oh, my gosh, if something bad happens to him, it's going to, you know, it's going to say what kind of parent or what kind of care I gave him or, you know, any of the all those stories I was telling myself that weren't even true. But I totally yeah. was telling myself. So it brought a lot of peace of mind. And I thought, you know what? These listeners, they need to, yeah. they really deserve, I won't say they need, they deserve to have the same peace of mind. And yeah. whatever silly stories they're telling themselves, mm -hmm. they get to let it go because most of them aren't true. They're just not true. Or they're stories so, from the past, right? I mean, I know, yeah. Christy, we worked on that, too, where it was a story that was 15 yeah. years ago when Jeffrey was really critical, and not 15 years, probably five years ago when he was in hospice and really, really critical. Mm -hmm. And she was still telling that story today like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's how she was answering her questions. And that's how mm -hmm. she was making decisions, right? And it was that yeah. notice of that ripple, right? Um, yeah. And then the other thing that we work on, too, is the practice of being mindful, yeah. Um, and what that is about is when you're mindful and my biggest part of that is being compassionate, especially for the caregivers, self-compassion. And I know the next thing that comes up is I don't have time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's teaching things that can be done in 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Yeah. You know, if you have the time, eight minutes, 10 minutes. So each week I teach a different mindful practice. Um, and the reason we do that is it's from finding the ability to be like, if you think of a hurricane and we're in the storm, right? We're in the storm, we're in the caregiving, uh, running the candle at both ends, trying to figure out when we're gonna find the time. We are not making good decision, right? We are making spot, we are reacting, not responding. So what mindfulness is about is moving from the hurricane into the eye of the storm. Mm. We're in that center, you can just look around and see all the chaos spinning around you and go, okay, today I'm gonna grab that. And I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on this. And mindfulness is about being there, whether it be prayer. And that's how you get there. Um, we do some stuff with Kristen Neff, self and fierce compassion, which is about 
hugging yourself or putting your hand on your heart mm -hmm. and just finding your breath and loving on yourself. Because, you know, um, I watched my mom take care of my grandfather through his dementia and he was not the nicest man during his dementia. He was very, very angry and Kant every day told her how much he hated his older daughter because mm -hmm. she took her kids away. Well, my mom was his older daughter. So every morning she got to hear that. Uh, and about how, because she moved to the U.S. and brought, and then her sisters followed. She didn't take them or make them come, but they wanted to come too. And so every morning she was told what a hateful daughter she was and that, and he didn't know it was her, right? Wow. And so, and I thought, you know, this tool about self-compassion where you can just inhale love. I love myself. I'm enough. I am worthy. And you're doing that with each breath that you take in, or maybe it's, you know, if you reach around and just kind of rub your, rub your arm, you know, of course, if you're in somebody, whether well, talk in front of somebody, then find something that just triggers you and not them. So maybe be a rub a finger. I usually do this to comfort myself, or maybe it's tapping my thigh. And as I'm doing that, I'm, I am loved. I am worthy. Mm. And sometimes it's just, I am loved. I am patient. I am kind. On those times when you're just like, I don't know that I can do this, Lord. It's like, I am patient. I am loved. I am kind. It's about giving yourself the love and filling those voids that we try to get other people to fill mm. and finding that space to do it ourselves. So, yeah, it's, I know it's been life-changing for me. So, no, this yeah, it was so powerful. It was so powerful for me. This is, this is really good. Uh, a question that comes up. Um, uh, how many um, how many men do you have in the program or that you find come to the program? Because I could I could imagine that, um, and this is not anyway negative at all. It's just uh, like <laughs> the way me and Christy kind of bounce off the male side and female side because a lot of guys um, and I and I try to speak to the fellas out there that are in the caregiving mode because we we need help as well. And even though we're emotional beings, we don't, you know, we're growing up to not really share or not cry or, you know, be tough, handle it all. I have the big shoulders and things like that. Yeah. Um, but how, yeah, I'm curious because I have some following questions with that because of this. Yeah. So like you said, it is a space men can come They're They're open. I, all my classes are co-ed, so I'm welcome everybody to come. And the cool thing about it is you're there with four to six people, sometimes eight, and you go through this process with everybody. And so maybe at the beginning, the men are kind of like, uh, you want me to do what? Okay. But as they feel the safety or the place where they can voice and get it out to strangers who they don't know them and they will never, maybe never see them again. Right? right. It gives a place for men who, like you said, have been taught their whole life that men should not show emotion. That mm -hmm. is not strength. That is weakness. Right. Mm -hmm. That is the thing that as we do this grievance work, that alone can be a grievance story that you work on. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really powerful place. There is um, Kaipo Paiba. He is one of our um, sergeants in, in the Honolulu Police Department. He does this class. Right. Um, he yes. actually does mindful forgiveness, too. And he's done it with police officers and things like that. So, right. yeah, it's absolutely please it's, come. I, yeah, it's so and beautiful. It's, and I go ahead. Joe. No, no, I was going to say, and if it's one, it's like, OK, but I'd like to do all men put together a group. I'll come talk. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. And we do it in this beautiful world of COVID. And, you know, I thank COVID for this and thank God for this is that it's done by Zoom. 
Right. Yeah. Right. It's two hours a night for six weeks is how it's set up, but it can be set up any way you need it to be set up to make it work for you guys. So yeah. if you want to do all men, and maybe you want to do like a group of men that you're already working with, a mindfulness, or maybe you like for you, Vaughn, you wanted to do like musician friends that you know, right? Mm -hmm. um, things like that. It can definitely be done. But yes, nice. what, what was your next question, Vaughn, that was coming up for you? No, this, this is good. It's just, you know, I, I always um, just want to speak to for for the men that are listening to always kind of open the door and always to uh, try to bring down any kind of roadblocks or barriers that would, well, no, that's not for me. I'm not going to go through this. No, it's very, it's very healing to be able to go through that. And, I, and I'm really glad that you said, you know, the, the police sergeant does this because yeah. I, I have a lot of friends in the well, whether it's military, police, um, firefighting, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's stuff that they see every day. That I have yeah. no yeah. that they need. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually good friends with Kaipo as well, and he's an amazing gentleman. And I will, I'm going to share an experience just so the men out there can hear. I had a gentleman in my class, mm -hmm. and let me share with you that, you know, as a woman, it is so incredibly comforting when you have a man that can come in be vulnerable because it's it shows his strength vulnerable vulnerability that's the word i'm trying to say when a man is open enough and strong enough to be vulnerable it brings a lot of comfort to me as a woman and i know as we got to love on this man through this this class one of the things i remember most about him is he brought such a gentleness to the group Mm -hmm. that immediately when we saw him, it was like, Oh good. He's here. Okay. I can, I can be calm and, and reassured. Mm -hmm. Like his presence just meant so much to us there. And, um, you know, we all got the opportunity to share that with him. And it was so interesting that all of us had so much of that same feeling mm -hmm. towards him. And he was like, wow, I would have never thought about that. And just, you know, for those men that are caregivers, like, some of you have spouses and your role is so incredibly important to us women and you bring such a a calming presence that we so desperately need because <laughs> we are emotional beings as women mm. it, it's just like an extra pillar in the room like it's such a beautiful experience for us women to experience you as men so i hope the right yeah. people get to hear that and they get yeah. to step into that because by all means, please, yeah, please enjoy it. Please enjoy and, the journey. You know, the other thing I'll say is that you can come for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You've spent yeah. your life holding up everybody around you. Right. This yeah. is about you right. getting to come in and do the work. And if you want to come in with me and you want to just sit until you're ready to share, do it right um, yeah. it's really just a place where you get to come let go of what's going on in your world and spend time working on what's in those boxes that you've put away because at the time you couldn't deal with it right mm. and that's going to make yeah. you a better friend a better partner right it's yeah. going to make you love yourself more and hey that's where we start right so it's right. it's oh yeah please men are welcome um yeah we are it's we would love to experience. have you yeah yes. i learned so much and i got so much peace and calmness out of it and i got some tools to use right because i was still bashing myself on my head about 
what I wasn't doing this good enough or I wasn't, you know, I just wasn't doing things right. And maybe if I'd have done it this way, you know, mm -hmm. life would have been easier for my family and just all these stories I kept telling myself that just, mm -hmm. I mean, they simply were not true. And I was just able to let all that go in that short period of time. And I feel so much better. Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, my, my circumstances didn't change, right? The health, right. my son's health in those six weeks did not change. I changed. Right. I changed the way that I got to see and deal with the situation. So it was a beautiful journey for me. You know, and the other thing I'm going to speak to on this, Vaughn, is it's also a place that gender roles don't matter. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is you don't have to come and be strong and hold everybody together. You can just be you, right? It's not yeah. about good, bad, or indifferent. We have one step that we talk about, which is... Um, nightmare fantasies, um, revenge fantasies. That's a big part of it because yeah. we all have them. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, every time I bring up revenge fantasies, mm. everybody's halo comes up and I hear, <laughs> I don't have revenge fantasies. <laughs> or the fun ones are the ones in the backgrounds who will be like, oh yes, this is my favorite part. Can I get a whole notebook, right? Wow. So yeah. just know that there are females in my class that are ex-police officers and probably are more masculine yeah. tendencies than some of the men in my class. So it's never about feeling the need to fill your role. This yeah. is about taking care of you at where you're at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally yeah. feel that. And I, I'm glad to bring that, bring that out and about. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as Christy told me, I was like, this is, this is really, really good. And I love how you opened up and shared about, you know, we hear about forgiveness from whether, you know, different backgrounds or, parents church or whatever you, and you and you do it I love how you described it because it's true and there's so many that we're surrounded with where we learn to say I forgive you but if we haven't dealt with the emotions and haven't dealt with the feelings of um, whether I'm you know, you know like the resentment or the the hurt the pain mm -hmm. um, those need to be dealt with and so that as soon as she was saying I was like yeah, we really need, there's a whole nother level of about forgiveness that, to learn about and to, um, um, and to, um, and to, and to heal. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I, I love that. And we yeah, have some way I... of detecting the little stories in it. Like we go through your grievance store, we give you some tactics mm -hmm. to figure out whether it is a grievance story or just, just a complaint. Right. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is like, where does it show up in your body? when you talk about it how many times have you told the story in the past year mm. do you find yourself repeating the story mm. are you not yeah. even sure what the truth of the story is anymore because you've been telling it for so many years mm. yeah yeah i mean these are all things that it's like and at first there's like resistance to it like i know what my story is right yeah. <laughs> and then people start to write it right and then you're like okay and i've had people in my class find out that like the story they thought because we're on Zoom and we keep it confidential, but you know, we're in Hawaii. So sometimes, you know, somebody's walking past a thin door or something, right? And, okay. and I had this lady who, um, without telling all her stuff, but her mom and her had a discussion. She had this childhood memory that she had saw a certain way mm -hmm. and she had all this attachment to it. Come to find out that wasn't even what happened. That wasn't the full picture, but it was what her childhood re had remembered, right? Mm -hmm. So 
as we work on this stuff, I know, you know, being around Christy, the vibration of energy, right? When we're starting to open up this stuff and work on it, it's amazing how the universe either brings somebody on the opposite side to the class for you, not the actual person, but I, many times I'll have a caregiver and, a, and a, the person who's sick, or I'll have a mom and a dad, mm. or a mom and a kid, and then somebody else, you know, who are on opposite sides of the story. I don't have a good relationship with my daughter. I don't have a good relationship with my mom. And it's so, it never fails. We have people that are like, oh yes. my gosh, I never even knew how I was affecting other people, right? Or yeah. I didn't see that side of what could be going on. So, yeah, it's, it's just so incredibly healing and beautiful. And it really, when we, we share so much about, you know, asking our audience, you know, make sure you're filling up your cup. And some people might not know what that looks like. I mean, I know I didn't. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, I started taking some self development classes um, that I really got to see. And like Joan says, you know, our body pays for it. I mean, my, my body was probably in the worst health that it, it had been in in a while. So I was healing every in every direction, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And so it was just so beautiful. And, you know, I know for myself, I, I'm, I'm known to be nice and kind and sweet. And I don't like to fight with people and I don't like to argue with people. So when I'm angry, I take my anger out on myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't usually lash out and I mean, I'll, I might cuss someone out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll get there. I've, I've thrown the mother flowers around, right? <laughs> you shut really a door comes, or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've said some things. Hey, there's my power. <laughs> and um, so I just, I know for me, in my past, in my history is when in my angriest of angriest times, I, instead of lashing out and punching someone or yelling at someone, I will self-sabotage. Like that was my pattern. And, and I've learned that through filling myself up and learning, you know, what is, why do I keep taking myself out? What is that about? And it's me not dealing with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's been such an incredible journey. So yeah, taking Joan's forgiveness class so that I can forgive myself for right. the stuff that I did to myself about myself, about the lies I believed about myself. That was an incredible healing. It was just such a beautiful journey. And I just, I wanted to share that with our audience because they deserve to have such an amount of peace. And I know there's other people out there like me that they're good at beating themselves up. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I and I think when you're bringing this out I, and for our listening audience, um, uh, and in a second, Joan, please give us like two or a tip or two that we can, you know, apply like right now. Because um, I think and not having uh, just becoming aware of that there's the the, the feelings that are uh, you know untapped. Um, we had um, uh, my friend Jenna uh, Rodriguez on the last broadcast, and it was coming down the same uh, you know, similar about you know our egos and things that these feelings that we we don't really address or we don't really feel. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't we haven't been honest with about um, how we feel about different things and, and and go through there. Can you give us um, 
just a couple things to become aware, even just to begin, like kind of begin the process just from. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, one of the biggest things that I practice and I'd love to share with you is called grace in the space. Mm-hmm. And what that's about is when you have a feeling happen. So I'll go with anger because that tends to be my go-to sometimes. So frustration and anger. Um, I allow myself to feel that feeling all the way through. Mm. And what I mean by that is sometimes we don't know what the word to the feeling is. Many people, if you ask them what they feel, it's good, okay, Mm. bad, happy, you know, they don't really dig in. And this is a process that you're going to learn. And you can call it whatever word you want to call it. It's not good, bad, or indifferent, right? It's, Mm. that's what you're calling it. I feel like I'm going to lose control or I feel like I'm going to be angry and blow up. Let yourself be in that space and feel that feelings. If you need to scream, if you need to buy a wiffle ball bat and beat a pillow until your anger is gone, Mm -hmm. do it. If you need to cry it out, do it. And let's say you're in the middle of something right in this moment, you don't have time to deal with it. At least say it. Mm. Shine light on it. I feel angry. I feel mad. I feel uncomfortable. I don't like the way this makes me feel. Because just speaking light to it acknowledges the fact that there's something you get to look at. Right? I do a lot of things with whiteboards in my head. You know, so like if I'm in the moment, I'll take that feeling and be like, all right, I'm going to put that feeling right there and I'm going to work on it. Now, did I say I was putting it in my backpack and not to look at it? No. I don't know about you, but I can't actually look into my backpack when it's on my back. So I go, you know what? This makes me feel really angry. I'm going to put that on the whiteboard because I get to look into what is, why this is Mm. triggering me so much. Mm. And the reason I call it grace in the space is I set a timer, Vaughn whatever timer you feel you need to get through that space. Um, If I'm feeling a little, I wake up and I just not having it today. I just don't feel like I want to take on my day. Mm. I give myself five minutes and I set a five minute timer and I am in my stuff. You can yell, you can scream, you can cry, you can laugh, whatever it looks like. But when that timer gets done, Mm. you get up. Now I didn't say you package up that emotion and you don't honor it, right? I said you honor it for a time that you feel is good. Mm. If you lose somebody, it might be two days and it's okay, right? We live in this society where we don't got time to feel we gotta move. No, because I'll tell you what, you give it 30 seconds today to feel it, five minutes today, that's gonna make you way more efficient for the rest of your day. Because if you don't honor it right now for the next 24 hours, three weeks, six months, 10 years, 20 years, 45 years, that feeling is going to be taking up your time. Right. It's going to be taking up space. And you know what? If you still don't deal with it, guess what's going to hurt? You're going to start getting shoulder pain, hip pain, leg pain. I'm a body worker also by nature. So I do body work and coaching. And I can tell you how many clients I've worked on on my table and they start to cry. And it's because they've had pent up emotion that they don't deal with. Wow. Yeah. So that would be, if I could give you one tool, that would be a big one. Um, The other thing is some sort of mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking to caregivers, what's important for you guys is to remember the only person that can fill your cup up is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, yes, we can go to other people, our loved ones, things like that. But it only takes seconds. It's Mm -hmm. find a three-word mantra 
I am, be I am enough, whatever you struggle with, right? Whether it's worth or time or you feel fatigued, I am energized, I am worth loving, I am lovable, mm. I am enough. Mm. If you can start your day with that or when you're in your stuff and you don't feel like any of that is true, say it to yourself. Right. And when you can't get the words out, hug yourself. I know that sounds weird. Take a deep breath. Wrap your arms around. Maybe you need to put your hand in here. Sometimes it's a fierce pose, so maybe do this. I call it the Wonder Woman stance or the businessman stance. <laughs> I need to say, Joan, we need fierce compassion. We need to honor our feelings, and then we need to move. Mm. So those are my two go-tos that if, if you can take away anything, That's I would good. love to give those. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, be great. Uh, what did you say, grace in your, grace, space for grace? Grace in the space. Grace in the space. Grace in the space. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, to, does that does that um, tie in? And I'm I'm bringing out an example for myself. Does that tie into, or how does it tie into like um, like for procrastination of things? Um, uh, how does it the you know feelings? Um, whether you're like whether it's fear of success or fear of failure or. or mm -hmm things you know or something you've done in the past or you think you've done in the past are those stories as well as like you know how you know using uh, using these kind of tools to yeah forgive yourself for what you didn't accomplish okay i'm always or i'm always late or mm -hmm. I, ah, I know i need to do this and i'm always um uh or up until now you know it's like i, I I've yeah Kind of yeah. And, and this is exactly those things that you are speaking like, that's exactly it is mm -hmm. we label ourselves, right? We're now procrastinators. We're always late. We have all these labels. And with those labels, we have these expectations that we set that are not things mm -hmm. we can reach. Right? So when we're working through this process or when you're doing grace in this race, that's when you get to talk about like, hold up, take a second. Am I a procrastinator or did I just choose to procrastinate? And why did I, why did I choose to procrastinate? And I like to do a five series of why, because our first answer is usually not really. I mean, it, it's a good one, but it's our go-to throw off, right? <laughs> oh, I was too busy. Right, right. Or I, I committed to too much. And all of these things okay. have underlying reasons to them, right? I committed to too much. Why? Because I was trying to belong. I want to be loved. And if I overcommit, they'll love me, right? So it's, this kind of stuff that we get to pick in and, but it's grace in the space, you know, don't just label yourself that and beat yourself up with, you know, clever, we call it the golden hammer, you know, mm. the beat up of the not good enough, right? Because that shame, blame, guilt mm. stuff ends up in the backpack too. So yes, thanks for bringing that up. And that's oh. exactly the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, that's some good tools right there. It's like uh, grace in the space and why, to find out why. And that's super helpful, why? And you just kind of spelled it out for me. <laughs> it was like, hmm. I'm procrastinating because, and I was telling, I was talking with Christy the other day about, because she was asking me actually, and it's like, um, why is there, you know, things too late, or I'm, I, I've overcommitted, or I've, um, yeah, basically overcommitted, and things that I think I'm going to do in a certain amount of time, it takes twice as long, three times as long, pushes everything back, and it's like, oh man, I'm late again, I'm late again, but like having the grace and says, well, why? why do I overcommit? So that, you know, why did I overcommit? What is the real reason behind that? So, hmm. Yeah. And yeah. what does commit, what does committing mean to you? Mm. Right. If you tell me you'll do something for me, is that your love language? 
Is it because you don't know how to say no? Mm. Is that, you know, whatever it looks like, it could be tons of different reasons. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And procrastination is a big one. I am, you know, I have been known to procrastinate in times and I, you know, in doing the work realized that because I can kind of do like a, like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then when I do it, it feels like, Ooh, look what I accomplished. Right. <laughs> and we don't know we're doing that. Right. And right. how many times have you said, Oh, I work better on the heat. Okay. Right. I work better when I'm stressed or when I work better when I have a ton of things on my plate. Right. Right. Those are all things we're telling to our subconscious. So what are we attracting? Just More things. Mm, good stuff. That's good stuff. So you, you shared, you said your program was, it was two hours a day for six weeks? What? Yep. So one day a week, two hours. Okay. Yep. Two hours and it's for six weeks. That's good. Um, yeah. So it's done on Zoom. Um, I have upcoming classes starting the first week of January because I figure what a great, great way to start the new year with working on some forgiveness stuff so that we can get lighter. And when I go through the mindful forgiveness, even though I'm facilitating, I'm just a guide. I, I don't know any more or less than you do. I'm there working through my stuff too. The only difference is I keep us moving in a direction. Um, and I will share my story and different things like that as well. And um, the two hours is the best amount of time that people can work on. But right now I have two classes. Like I said, I have a Monday night class, which may be late for people in California, but depends if you're a night owl. It's a 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. So that makes it 9 to 11, okay. uh, which works perfect for people who are night owls. Right. And then I have a Wednesday class, which is 3 to 5 my time which makes it five to seven Pacific standard. All of that is on um, my webpage, which I know we'll share and that'll get that for you. So um, if what I'd have for classes doesn't work for you, send me a message, send me an email because maybe we can put together something in your area that will work. Yeah. And the, you, you said you lim you limit your classes by the number of people or you, or you try to keep yes. to certain numbers. Yeah. yeah. So I tend not to go over eight, Mm -hmm. And I prefer not to do a class with less than four, just because a lot of this is about experiential sharing and having an audience to listen to you speak, right? right? If it was just you and I, would we still go through the process? Yes. But being vulnerable and seeing the humanity of other people going through the same struggles that you thought only you were going through is right. a huge part of this process. Nice. It's good stuff. Really, 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 really good. And I know Vaughn, I shared with you earlier, the other thing that I've implemented is there's a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. So, um, and why it's there is one, because of COVID and the pandemic, um, not everybody is fully working in what they used to be working and we've all changed and adjusted, but it's also about paying what you can feel comfortable paying with in the time, in the moment. And for me, that was about making sure that everybody had a chance to be able yeah. to take the class. Right. And, wow, and and then after they take the class, do you have um, like follow up things? Do you do like more one on one coaching, or do you have other programs that you do as well? Yeah, I do do one on one coaching as well. Um, I do do that as well, and they can also take another class. Gotcha. So um, I even take classes. So I'll hop on with another facilitator that I know and take the class because to me, you're always doing the work. And I find being in a group of people and working through my problem, even though I can do it by myself, it really helps me kind of dig and see, you know, and maybe hearing somebody else's story, you're like being, they're being a mirror for you and like, okay. oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been missing. Right. So. Right. That's great stuff. 
That's good. Wow. You've covered it. <laughs> right. You guys make this so easy. I love, I love the whole concept of you guys. Thank you for taking care of the people that don't always get taken care of. Yeah. So I appreciate you speaking it, speaking in light and love into them. Yeah, we're, we're grateful to be able to do this and uh, coming up on a year now um, soon at the time of this broadcast. And um, um, this is really good for our audience. Um, I, I can't think of a, a better, uh, another resource. We will definitely have um, Joan's information and um, where you can reach her. Um, actually, tell us, Joan, where we, oh, I got, I got it right here. Okay. The 360 Coaching. The number 360 coaching dot academy, mm -hmm. which is really cool. It's not dot com, it's dot academy. So 360 coaching dot academy. Um, and you can find out all about her uh, mindful forgiveness. Um, catch you there. Any, any other um, connects that you have, like whether it's Instagram or email or anything or just um, the website? So my Instagram is 360 degree journey. Okay. Um, and just to give you an idea of what the 360 came about, if we have the time, but sure. I was looking at healing myself from a 360 degree perspective because I've tried like weight release and you just worry about the food and the exercise. But if you're not dealing with the emotional and mental and the spiritual stuff that you're not working on, how many people get down weight and come back up, right? So a 360 degree perspective as a body worker, hands-on, body, mind, soul, spiritual, it's a you know, forgiveness, all of this is about working on your, your body and your health from all 360 degree sides. Awesome. That's yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Christy, is there anything that I'm missing that we need to share with our audience? Because this is just, you just need to go to the website. <laughs> no, I just, I really wanted to share the information because it was such a beautiful journey for me. And I mean, I'm going to take it again because it, it's a process. It's, it's a practice of work and it's not like a one, one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you meet the most amazing people and you get to share journeys with people. And like I, as we continue to say, you know, we're in this journey together. So just being in the space with other people and, and sharing your love of, for, for yourself and with other people, it's, it's very comforting and it's very healing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I shared the opportunity with others. Yeah, this is like, great. I'm taking it myself. So you'll Yay. definitely, definitely, definitely see me there. Um, yes. And, bring some people. and like I said, if the classes don't fit your schedule, what I currently have, please just message me. I'm all about putting together something that works in your time zone, wherever you are in the world. I'm in Hawaii. So, you know, we're up late compared to everybody else. So yeah, just please let, don't go, oh, she doesn't have a class that works for my schedule. I don't want to take it. That is your subconscious getting in your way. Ah. It's about you choosing in. Getting healed and getting. Yes. And Choose we you. need this. This is so important right now because even so, I mean, I can think of, even if there's caregivers that, um, you know, have loss of, of job and, there's not, you know, the income. There's, I'm a, there's all kinds of stories that are being created even in this pandemic, um, yeah. probably daily um, with the kids uh, at school. It's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know this math, and I don't. I got two kids at home, and I still got to work, and uh, and I got to caregive, or you know, 
so there's a whole bunch of stories being created like at the end of the year well what if you know like <laughs> here's one that i could come up with, like you know my son my son hates this online he's a drummer he you know he wants to be on the drum line and mark that's that's our thing but that doesn't exist at all and um the band right now is they're barely playing at all and uh, you know no it's not my fault but how how can i you know i don't know how to make something better for a 15 year old that we were yeah. used to taking them to school so i mean there's all kind of stories that are being created um during this pandemic that and be able to at least have the tools to forgive yourself um so that and, and, and identify those stories and um mm -hmm. sorry about that identify those stories so that um you can be healed from that or <laughs> pre-healing <laughs> so you don't have to go through yeah, exactly. It's working on that mindfulness. So and, and, you know, those unenforceable rules and noticing them when they come up before they become a grievance, right? So it's mm -hmm. about learning the tools so we can catch it before it becomes a big thing. Mm -hmm. But like you were talking about, like with your son and drums, that's how he fills himself up is playing music, right? Right. And not just playing by himself, but playing on a drum line or playing on whatever line, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm that is something that now he doesn't have and he probably still has it somehow but it doesn't feel the same right and it's losing losing who he has defined himself as right so it's even that right and knowing that we're all going through this so yes self-forgiveness and dealing with your grievances but also giving other people a little bit of grace mm. and mercy that mm. we're all human and we're going through this too right and maybe you know so it's like it's not from a place of put their shoes on and live their life. You'll understand, right? Yes, it is that, but it's more from a place about when we're hurt from somebody else, we feel it was meant purposely and personally. Mm -hmm. Most of the time that other person, one may not even know they hurt us. Right. Two was definitely not even hurting us intentionally. It wasn't about us. It was about the back, what's in their backpack what they're carrying around, what they're going through, right? Mm -hmm. But the key here is, it doesn't mean what they did is forgiven. It doesn't mean that what, well, forgiven, yes, but what they, doesn't mean they get off for it. Doesn't mean they're not held accountable or they, this is about you. Mm. This is about you letting go of that and understanding that it wasn't about me personally. So they didn't do it to me personally. And I'm still okay to be mad about it. Because mm -hmm. that's what society we don't do is we don't say, yes, let them off and own that it made you mad. Mm. It's okay that mm -hmm. you don't feel. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. And like you talk about men, men don't, you know, and when you were talking about first responders, what came up for me is they can't deal with that every day. They can't get in their feelings with every kid because they're not going to walk into the fire right the same way right so they tend to put that all up but it's about hey let's work through that let's give you a space to be safe so that you can talk about wow. anyway sorry a little bit of a tangent there but no yeah good. this this is what's all about i, I, I love it um and, and as you're talking and um um you're saying um i forgot how you worded it but what came up was thinking of my son like even even in his uh, response his responses or or things of being upset and it's like well you know hey how's school today and, ah it sucked and blah 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 and it's like well come on man you know and not being able to um, relate but like you said when band went or what he loved what 
filled him up is gone. And then uh, also being understanding about where where he's at and what he's going through, and uh, and to help him to, um, you know, either hear hear the story or or kind of guide through those emotions because he's fifteen. <laughs> they're, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, he he's a whole big pile of emotions that he doesn't want to deal with or get to or doesn't know what to do with it. Right. So yeah, that's so beautiful. And the expectation we have, like you as a me as a mom I'll speak from I I have this expectation that my son expects me to know everything and that if I don't know anything I'm failing him mm-hmm. you know what the, you ask my son that does he even care that I don't know no right. he ain't even thinking about it but I've already expected the heck out of myself and set this unenforceable rule that my son has expectations on me that his teachers have ain't nobody have those expectations but you right, right? so how many stories are we writing that don't even exist in anybody else's eyes, but we're beating ourselves up about it. So it's that same thing, you know, parents, man, I feel you. I told my son in this day and age, I'm so glad you're 25 because one of us might be in jail. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I remember homework days. I mean, I mean, I'm being funny. You don't know that because you don't know me yet, but that's, but I remember homework days. And some days I just like threw in the towel and was like, whatever. You don't want to turn it in, suffer the consequences, go about your business, brother. But can you, I just can't imagine, right? And so giving those parents the extra love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My my daughter's getting lots of opportunity with her work and her children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Joan, this is so, so great and uh, so appreciate you and the work that you give and share. Um, So once again, everybody, please uh, check out um, 360coaching.academy. And you want to connect with her uh, there. And uh, like she said, upcoming classes that are coming, I'm definitely going to, and I like the night owl one because that's when everybody's asleep so I can do what I want to. Um, That fits perfect for me. but we want to go on there and um, yeah, this is, this is just really great. Uh, we'd appreciate uh, everybody to, you know, comment and let us know what you, what you enjoyed about this and give some feedback. Uh, we are going to have on our caregivers care jar, we'll have all of Joan's information uh, to get there on our, on our resource page as well. Um, and uh, man, I'm so glad about this. Uh, we're we're going to have to have, yeah. maybe we'll have to have you back again after I've taken the class and then, yeah, it's so healing. More. Yeah, I would it love is that. So healing. Yeah, get some get some more on this. And I'm so blessed for you guys having me. Thank you for you know allowing me to be on your platform and share my love and passion for this. And the more people we can reach, whew, what a beautiful world it'll be to live in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do. We got to do. Got to get out there. We're all in it together. We get to heal together, all of us. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I have the High School Musical song in the back of my head going, we're all in this together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Clearly singing is not my forte, but that's, that's okay. what happens in my head. That's my happy place is music. So. You've got a dance studio in your head. That's right. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in to the Caregiver's Care Jar. Um, thank you again, Joan Young, um, joining us in sharing all of your goodness and wonderfulness for us to um, heal and to truly forgive and hold deeper level. Um, 
and um, so that we can give from our saucer and not not from our empty cups. Uh, so we are all in this together. Again, we're getting ready to sign off. Uh, so thanks, Miss Christy, for bringing Joan and inviting because this is just absolutely yes, awesome. Yes, it's too good not to to just keep to myself. We've got to <laughs> share it. Got to yeah. share it. We got to share it. Okay. All right. So um, also, uh, if you're hearing this broadcast, uh, most likely we have um, we have um, caregrams going on. I'm going to kind of put a plug in for our caregrams. Yes! Um, yes! So great. What these are are um, basically for the families. You know, you can't. We're not during COVID. We can't travel, or some choose. You know, we choose not to travel and to spread the other love, the COVID love. Um, but you can leave messages for your loved ones. So say, like Christy did it for um, her grandmother, had family members call in. You can do up to 10 people that call into our message center. We have it set up to where you can leave, hey, grandma, love you. We're missing you these holidays. Sorry, we can't see you. Um, you know, this is Aunt Joe, and this is, you know, Sally. And you can leave your messages all one center and we put them together as one audio file and uh, that you can send to them and that they'll listen to it over and over. Um, and it's something about the voice that yeah. you hear people's voice, it just sends a message. There is video and yes, we can see each other and talk to each other, um, you know, uh, with um, uh, what is it called FaceTime and we can do Zoom meeting, but there's something even after the Zoom call is over or the FaceTime is over, that you want to hear people's voice and saying, you know, just well wishes for you or blessings to you or just that I love you. And um, it's something about the voice. It's, it's the yeah. oldest means of communication. And, uh, mm. we, and we, we lock that in. So these care, yeah, I, care can, I can share you. I can share with you, Vaughn, what my grandma, and she, she wants to thank you so much from the bottom of her heart because what she says is in the middle of the night when she wakes up and, you know, it's not the right time to call the people that you love, she has it. Wow. And for the one that we recorded for her so that the audience knows is my grandma's 95 and she lost two sisters in this, within a couple months of each other that she's still working through that mm. um, last year, I believe, last year. And um, so she still has siblings that are, are living. She has two left um, out of the seven that she had. I believe it was seven. And, um, and then she has her children on it. So, you know, yes, she loves her grandchildren, but her siblings and her children are still her babies, right? And so in the middle of the night, she can listen to those or even when during the day when she's trying to, to reach out, I do know that I catch her quite often listening to them. So she actually really appreciates it. And yeah, we can call each other and like say, I, I keep in close contact with her to make sure she's okay. But just that it's like, it's like a teddy bear or, you know, that warm, cozy, cozy blanket. And for those of us that are moms having your babies, tell us how much, they love you. Uh, hello. You can't, that's like priceless. Yeah. So awesome. she really, really loved her gift. Awesome. And I'm so glad that we did it for her. Yeah. Check this out. That you can see the video um, giving the sample of that. Go to caregiverscarejar.com. Um, and it's right there on a the page. And um, we have the, the information special there. You can sign up and um, get that 
uh, get that in so that you can get that to your loved ones that are across the ways, or they may even be close, but you can't go into the, their hospitals or you yeah. can't go into their senior center or, you know, wherever they may be. And um, yeah. a message that they can play back in any time. Especially family members that are in a hospital setting. I mean, yeah. there's just so many different perfect avenues for it. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, question for you guys with this, what's coming up for me, like, can you um, make them for people like hospital workers or could you make it people who are deployed or is that, or is Absolutely. it right now just limited? Okay. Anybody. No, no, it's for anybody and everybody, honey. Okay. I didn't even think about that. That's it's a great. share your love. It's a care gram. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. We care about you. We want you to know. Yeah. I mean, because so I'm thinking about somebody deployed overseas or yeah. somebody that could get it in an email and hear all their friends come together or... You know, yeah. whatever, it, whatever it is, somebody, even a graduation where people can't get to it's, there's, there's such a yeah. beautiful, thank you guys for following your intuition and your heart. Mm. Yeah. Because this is such a, I mean, I'm just, all this stuff is coming to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, how cool is that? Well, and this December is, you know, one of the toughest months for people to get through anyway without COVID. Mm -hmm. Um so, I mean, emotion-wise, even, um, just this is the time of year where a lot of people struggle. So just having something to, to love and adore and cherish, and it's fun to make. It's fun to be sneaky and call each other and say, did you call and do it? And <laughs> I, that's what I had the most fun is, is creating the surprise. Yeah. So, and does yeah. it get to them via email or is it a text? Like, mm -hmm. how do you, okay, cool. Yeah, we make so a it link. It'll be a link, and then so they can, whoever, you know, creates it or has it, they can email it to them, text it to them. Cool. Yeah. And they just push the link, and, you know, it'll play. Yeah, and Vaughn made it so easy to where we just have a number that you call in and leave, like, a voicemail, like we're so used to doing back in the days when we were a little younger. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to find, figure out all this different technology and how to get stuff here and there. It's just you pick up the phone, you dial a number, you leave a message. It's Which so easy because that allows all generational to use it yeah. versus sometimes it's not alienating our, you know, our older family members that don't know what it's like to turn on a computer or, you know, right. you know, go yeah, on the line. My <laughs> you know grandma's, I mean? Yeah. My grandma's siblings, you know, who are well in their eighties, it was, it was a challenge and we had fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. What a beautiful it thing. It to be very simple for everyone. Yeah. Even the grandbabies can pick up the phone and call them out. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Wow. Good, yeah. Good stuff. So, so check out the, the website and um, get your, get your caregrams. And uh, thank you all for uh, staying on for the episode. We are looking forward to the next one and um, we'll be coming up on our year anniversary on the 23rd of this month. Congratulations. Looking forward to starting the next year. So thank you again, uh, Joan, once again. And we are going to be signing off here, Caregiver's Care Jar. Um, be encouraged and be blessed and um, fill up your cup. Uh, we're all in this together. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye.